Over the years, I've had a number of radio talk shows and podcasts and things in several different states and over the past 20 years. And on each one where I've been able to uh, find a place for him, I have invited my guest today. By the way, this is a brief chat for Monday, the 16th of September, and I'm Jason Crane. And my guest today is uh, David Rovix, a singer and songwriter who speaks about things that need to be spoken about and over the years is someone who's provided me with a a ton of inspiration. David, it's always great to have you on Anything I'm Doing and welcome. It's great to be back with you, Jason. Thank you. Let's start off by talking about the fact that people can see you coming up. You uh, are about to go on tour and I would love for as many people as possible to be able to, to come out and support what you're doing and if they haven't been introduced to you yet to get introduced. Can you talk about kind of where the tour is going generally and how folks can find out more? Yeah, at davidrovix.com, all the info is there, but I'll be doing I'll be going out on Wednesday flying out to to Boston and doing a bunch of gigs around the Northeast and then uh, in Boston, New York City, Maine, uh, Connecticut. And then uh, I'll be at a conference in Illinois in October and then six weeks touring in Europe. So then people have to be over there. They want to come hear me. That's usually how it is these days. Most of my gigs are in Europe because that's where I can get gigs that actually pay the bills. So I do a lot of touring there. Well, I for like whatever Europe reason, half the members of this show are also in Europe, uh, which is something oh, I, I can't explain. But so many of them will, in fact, be able to come to those gigs, which is uh, which is cool. Um, you, yeah, like, I think it, it's probably a lot of uh, English fluency. I imagine. I mean, yes. probably about <laughs> half of your potential listeners out there on the internet who are fluent in English, uh, you know, probably live in you know outside of the United States anyway. I think that, that's you know true. for sure. Yeah. You've written a lot in recent years about how things have changed as a touring musician since you first started doing it uh, decades ago. Can you can you talk a little about that? What how have things changed? Even you know, I guess the economics is one major way. It seems like things have changed. Yeah, it's been like so many seismic changes. It's it's pretty much. I mean, even even keeping up with it enough to talk about the situation now, it's like you you know you kind of. Uh, you wonder where to start because then do you start where where the situation was five years ago or how it was 10 years ago because you know it's changed since then i mean basically it used to be uh, that uh, half of the income of the average touring musician whether they were basically at the top or the bottom of the food chain if, if they were recording cds which pretty much everybody was then like 40 or 50 percent of your income came from selling cds at shows and now that's just about nothing really so so that's been one major change that itself doesn't even come close to explaining what's happened to the music business you know that just is just one way to you know put (laughs) put out there like you know one basic thing that's easy to understand but it's not like um that doesn't even come close to explaining because the situation now with with spotify and free streaming platforms legal free streaming is completely different and much worse than it was when it was all being pirated. I, I would much prefer to go back to that. And I think uh, most independent musicians would say the same thing if they thought about it for a moment. Am I right in thinking that for a lot of your career, you have offered your music for free online, or did that only start once everybody else was offering your music for free online? I started offering my music for free online as soon as that became possible to do. But with the invention of the MP3, 
And I did that, and I still do that voluntarily. And, and there's a lot of different reasons to do that. You know, I'd love to talk about that with you or anybody else. But the point that I first would want to make around that whole question of, of giving away your music is that it's a totally different thing to voluntarily give away all your music than it is to be on a streaming platform like Spotify where they're giving it away for you. Uh, certainly most of my time in the music world has been in the jazz world. And I remember about, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago or a little less, whenever MP3s came into into currency, and I can't remember anymore. But in any case, several musicians I knew started doing kind of a pay-what-you-want model from zero to whatever amount you thought was fair for their albums. And all of them reported that their sales increased dramatically when they started allowing people to set their own the sales income when they started p- allowing people to pay what they thought was fair but not themselves setting a price and it strikes me that probably people have a lot of false beliefs about the effect of giving things away for free that lead them to believe or when they see a musician give things away for free that lead them to believe that spotify is the exactly the same thing and it's definitely not yeah, yeah, because when you're giving uh, your music away, well, the, I mean, one of the things, I mean, these folks that you're talking about who who, who are getting these, um, who where people are spending, donating more when they buy an album than they than they would have with the price set. Uh, it's the the important caveat there is among those who buy the album. Sure. Because the vast majority of people are, if they got their stuff up on Bandcamp or wherever, and it's possible to stream it for free, then you can be sure that the way, way more than 99% of people who listen to them are streaming it for free, not buying it. But uh, if the, among those who are buying the album, then then yeah, sure, you, you you give people the opportunity to spend more than fifteen bucks, and many people will. And but it's just that the overwhelming majority aren't going to spend anything in the first place. I mean, there are pros and cons to the whole situation. It's just that you have a lot more control over it when you're the one giving it away, and and when it's a platform like Spotify coming along and and just you know giving it away for us, it's it's a whole different dynamic. It, it's like they control the infrastructure. And rather than the artist. Can you talk about the, the Penny a Play campaign? Yeah, so the idea with this campaign is is to force Spotify and all the other streaming platforms uh, to pay at least one U.S. cent per song streamed globally to all artists or cease operation. Uh, the, the idea is that the lives of independent artists should not be determined by some mysterious algorithm. Whether I can pay rent on a given month should not be deter- determined by some algorithm that has to do with whether Justin Bieber had a hit this month. That should not be relevant to my life. It never used to be and certainly shouldn't be now. And, uh, and, and Spotify's algorithm, just like Uber and Lyft, these gig economy corporations, they're vulture capitalists. They are making money off of people's misery and debt and desperation in the gig economy and they need to be regulated uh, you know or or you know put out of existence uh, but the Pena pay campaign the idea is to raise awareness about this uh, situation and uh, to raise awareness about Spotify as the criminal organization that it is and to uh, to force them to behave ethically like any corporation should have to do if they're going to function in a society that has laws. You're uh, definitely uh, exposing a lot of my own ignorance on this topic, but is is Spotify able to put people's music on Spotify who don't want their music to be there? 
No, uh, but it's complicated because basically if you're on a record label, first of all, it's the record labels who make these decisions, not the artist. But if you're an independent artist uh, and you have uh, uh, you have voluntarily put your music up uh, for uh, streaming uh, services or for download services at some point through some platform in the past, uh, you know, be it maybe MySpace or whatever it was, whatever, at some point in your career, you made your music available or some albums available somewhere on some platform. Basically, uh, Spotify has access to that because of stuff you signed at some point, you know. And so, like, if you did it through CD Baby or any number of other platforms, then you've basically, it's, they're a wonderful service, they're great stuff, but it's basically you've signed your rights away a long time ago and you can potentially uh, get it back, you know, but the thing is, and, and you can, yeah, and you can take your, your stuff off of the platform if you want to, uh, but it's basically the way you've done it, uh, the way most artists have, have done things uh, digitally in terms of putting their stuff up on these various services. At some point, basically, they signed away their rights uh, so that other platforms, uh, regardless if they're paying something, but even if they're paying very little or not, almost nothing, as long as it's not nothing, then they can basically just... Uh, put up any of your material and do whatever they want with it. And the problem is that you, yeah, removing yourself from the platform isn't going to solve the problem. You know, that's not the solution. You know, it's like uh, it's like if you don't like f phones, you can't tell people not to buy phones. I mean, this is not the solution. You know, if the, if the solution is not using a service that's free, then that's not the solution. You know, that's I mean, if that's if that's what people think it is going to help, you know, no. We need to reform the situation uh, that exists, but the situation that exists is Spotify is the dominant platform. It's like they're the interstate highway, and and you know we can either set up tolls or not. But you can't tell people not to use the highway; they're going to use the highway. My guest is David Rovix. You can find out about uh, all of his music. You can buy it directly from him. You can find his tour dates and go and support him when he goes on tour and buy his CDs in person and get them signed and all that cool stuff at davidrovix.com. He also has a uh, membership option where you can become a regular sustainer of the work that he does and get everything he releases. And in return, you help him keep his career going. Uh, David, can you come back again tomorrow? I would love to be. Fabulous. Uh, this is a brief chat. You can find this show and also help support the work that I do at a briefchat.com. You'll find a link to support the show there and you'll find links to uh, follow me on social media if you choose. You can also find all the past episodes. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>